Hi, I'm Sven Fersing from Cinemaware, and you are listening to Scene World Podcast. Scene World Podcast uh, again. I'm yeah, AJ. Your there. Zurich. Yeah. <laughs> again. Again. Six. Yes. So, and how are you? I'm, I'm. I'm good. Thank you. I'm. I am well. Yes. <laughs> well, next time. Next time, maybe I will welcome the people who know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Well, it's all good. It's all good. So. Yeah. So we're going to be talking to Charles Martinet in a minute, and that is kind of a biggins because Charles Martinet is 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 Mario and Luigi and and Wario and yeah, Toad and 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 Waluigi. Each, uh huh. So so we're going to get into that in a minute, and that's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, before we do that, though, let's recap some stuff that happened last time. Uh, last last time on the podcast. Uh, we, we, we talked to the Frag Dolls. We talked to, uh, Siren and Esper from the, the Frag Dolls. And that was a pretty cool interview. Um, and one of the things that they, that they were, um, really supporting on there was a charity that they do for, for, uh, for kids, for children's hospitals. It's called Extra Life. Mario uh, would say one up. Yes, yes. And, and they mentioned that, and I, I, I believe I said something in the podcast about how I might be possibly willing to do that. And because I am a man of my word, I have signed up. Um, if you go to extra-life.org, you can search for me and find my page there. You can, you know, look up my name, AJ Heller or Derision, because I put that in there too. Or you can look up the Frag Dolls team because I am on the Frag Dolls team because they, that's what Let's I did. Let's have a look. Fractals. Yes. So here we go, and then hit enter, and there we go, and then go to teams. Yep. And there you have to fractals. Amazing. Yep. So so I have done it. I've I've put my money where my my mouth is. I will post the link to the, my fundraising page in the description. Um, I I am playing in support of the Children's Specialized Hospital in New Jersey. So anyone listening can go there and donate, and that would be awesome. And now that I've done it, Jorg, it's uh, I'm throwing down the gauntlet. It's it's your turn, man. Ante up. Well, sure, of course, of course, I will sign up too. No question about it. So, so how perfect it is. We are talking about charity for children, mm-hmm. hospitals, and we are actually talking to the hero of many childs, of many childs, including my childhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. What what fits more than having an interview with Charles Martinet about Super Mario and his acting and combining that with an intro, speaking about Extra Life campaign, that's totally fitting it. That's right, yeah. So, yes, that's pretty exciting, but that's not the only thing that will happen, that we join um, the Frag Dolls team on Extra Life. Um mm. And and you know well, we just I just read that uh that yeah. that Saber from the Frag Dolls has actually left she's she's leaving the team to start a career at Ubisoft as a uh, producer. So she's actually moving on from there so they're down to 4 now so maybe uh 
I don't know. Maybe they, maybe maybe I should try out. Maybe I should join the uh, the cadet program, and hmm. I could be the the worst frag doll of all. <laughs> what would that be? Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, yes, we we were mentioning the cadet program in the interview with them. Yep. And um, they actually have a homepage for that, fragdolls.com. And there you go to fragdolls cadets. Mm-hmm. But as Asper and Siren said in the interview, it's not yet out and official, but you, now you should look for their announcement on the Facebook and Twitter yeah, page. if you want to join their cadet program, keep an yeah. eye open, be part of their community, because that's, that's where they like to recruit from. So, I guess we will announce it too, right? What, that we're going to start a cadet program? <laughs> no, that they are, when they are looking for a cadet, we will... If if they if they let if they post anything on Facebook or, or social media about looking for new people, we'll we'll get you guys in by giving you the, the heads up. Even if you're not paying attention, we'll 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 uh, give you guys the 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 edge on that one. Yeah, like, like we did like, with like Nigerians. we have like we have some kind of you know clout in this business where we could help someone get a job or or a position somewhere. Well, yes, I mean <laughs> we did an announcement um, on the. On the podcast page for 3D Realms, I mean, they are looking for AAA developers, so Mm -hmm. maybe somebody gets hired because of us, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, totally amazing. I mean, I was looking on on Google and stuff, and we were even in mass um, crawlers for company news because they put it on their front page that they were guests at the SeaWorld podcast. This is so amazing, you know? Like it's a big deal or something. Yes. And um, also the Twitter Twitter announcement of Fragdolls about their being parts on our podcast was pretty much hyped too. Mm-hmm. And it's totally amazing. I mean, usually you should know we are discussing about who we could invite next. And then, you know, you, you noticed when we were interviewing um, Cinemaware, we were thinking about 3D realms and they said yes. And then we were thinking about... Why not catching Let's Plays and stuff? And then we get the fractals. Yeah, yeah. And I watched their Twitch shows recently a lot, and they are really very good. It's I conversely it's really... am not. And recapping, well, I did do a Let's Play last last uh, podcast, and it was pretty uh pretty bad. But it was funny. I mean, I mean. <laughs> so you should check it out. It's totally hilarious. Well, it was it was. I would love to throw some potatoes on you. That was fun. I, I enjoyed throwing potatoes at people. I, I didn't I didn't realize that you could do that and, and then and then he caught it. The, the guy the guy caught it, yeah. Yeah. Well yeah, the the one guy he had it stuck at his shoulder, the other one was catching him in his arms. He had just this arm load of potatoes. <laughs> that, that that sort of game and, and I've I've played a little bit more since then because because I, I have the games because they seem interesting, but I, I never get around to actually playing them. I'm I'm awful at actually setting aside time to sit down and play the yeah, game. Me so too. I've, so I've got, you know, I've got Call of Duty 2, I've got Call of Duty 4, I think. What the uh, I think it's Modern Warfare. Yeah, Call of Duty 4. I've got I've got Dirt 2. I've got all these games, Grand uh, G- Grand Theft Auto, Vice City, San Andreas. I got all this stuff on my computer and I never actually get around to sitting down and playing it because I just don't have the I you know, it's like you have to set aside an hour or 2 hours or something to do this and I just never never get around to doing it and 
but I, 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 since I did the the little recording thing, I, I played some more of the game, and what's really cool about the game itself is that it's sort of a, almost kind of like a like a sandbox, you know. Like I was throwing potatoes at people, and there's you can run around and do all this random stuff that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the game, and that's that's where I get in the most trouble is because I'm walking around, I'm like, oh, a jeep. You know, and it's like, you know, and I'm looking at that and I'm not paying attention to, to, you know, the people shooting at me, obviously. Ah, well, the first game where I actually had this freedom and I really enjoyed it was Monster Truck Madness from Microsoft Mm -hmm. from 1996 or something. And I was like, well, I can drive off the track and go to hills and Uh to seas and get stuck in the seas and stuff. Like, why would I do that? I don't know, but it's fun, you know. Yeah, well, so, you know what? Uh, what a great game for that is is um, a racing game. Sometimes will do that. Like, a, like I got, I have Dirt Two, I think, on this, which is you can you can actually you can, there, it's it's an off road racing game, so there really is no track. You can go all over the place, but if you go too far, obviously it'll put you back on the track. You know, like like the hand of God snatching your 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 Dodge Power Wagon out of nowhere. Mm. But but there was um, uh, older games. Um, Kingdom Hearts on the PlayStation. I don't know if it was PlayStation 1 or 2. I'm going to say it was probably 2. Kingdom Hearts, which was kind of a, a, a mix of Final Fantasy and Disney. It was real weird. It was like you're, you're Donald Duck and, and Goofy, and you're fighting like these, like... It was a really weird game, but but every surface of that game, like there was nowhere that you couldn't go. Like if there's a house there, you can jump on top of that house. It was like everything in the game, you can somehow, you know, it, it was... That was the first game that I saw where you could actually really do that, where, where it was kind of like a sandbox, where you could go anywhere and do pretty much anything. Everything in the game, there was no like border where, where you know you can't walk off the street or you're stuck on like a you know like a path. No, you can go wherever. Yes, and the same in Monster Truck Madness. But the world would just end when you reach the border, you know. Oh, are you? T- oh, but this could happen like for ten minutes. You could drive in one direction. Well, there's there's another one. There's a, a Big Rigs. It's a it's a game. It's a it's a badly made game um, that that was released too early. And uh, in that, you're, you're driving like eighteen wheelers and. It, 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 like I said, the game was never finished, and if you get to the end of the world, you know how like normally the world ends. Well, you can just keep going, and like <laughs> you're just driving through empty space as the world like disappears behind you. And and if you go in reverse, like you have a finite. You, if you go forward, you hit like a certain speed. You know, you're 75 miles an hour. That's it. Yeah. If you go in reverse, you keep accelerating infinitely. I know. I, I saw that. I saw that on the angry video. Yeah. Game yeah. Uh huh. So. Yeah. Right. So I mean that that is is just a that that game is just a mess. But so yeah. So guys, um, maybe give us some feedback. I mean, what would what would you think about the idea that we would do that for extra life? We would, don't know, play the games of the people that we interviewed recently. Maybe yeah, yeah. We, we'll we'll you know um, extra life. That's there's a, a big, there's a long lead up to it. I mean, it's it's it the the, the day that it happens is in November seventh. Yeah. So mark that in your calendar because yeah. on Saturday is the seventh in November. The Theme World staff um, yes. will do something. Yeah, new. I'll, I'll be doing something different. I'll be playing. I, I'm. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. There's a big lead up to it, and we'll be. I guess we'll be plugging it as we go along. And but we don't. We don't know any details yet. Yeah, it's it's. I, we're I, ironing I really that wouldn't out. like. I really wouldn't like like to spoil the surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway. 
So I want to throw out a, a big thanks for the support. I mean, what is really amazing is that when AJ and I started the podcast, we were actually considering maybe just the two of um, of us talking. But then I said, no, I want a special guest for every episode, you know. And so far, we, we got really the famous people there, like Lars Sobirai and uh, Love Sang Alvitas uh, from the Peruvian scene. Yeah. And that journalist, Lars, as I said, and Cinemaware and 3D Realms. And I Charles mean, Martinet. Like, yeah, it's amazing. You know? And the Fractals, I mean... And I don't want. And if to any of you guys have any ideas on who you'd like us to talk to, then yeah, yeah, throw us Podcasts, comments. Yeah, podcast at seaville.org. Yep. Or Facebook. Mm-hmm. Or Twitter. Yeah. Um, or you can reach out to us through our our respective sites or Twitters or Facebook accounts or whatever. Yep, All of yep. our stuff. The links are in the podcast descriptions. So and on can, the top of the homepage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Seaville.org. Mm-hmm. You can find us somehow. Yeah, yeah. We got some fa- feedback in the last from the la- from one of the last episodes, didn't we? So um, we received fan email from somebody who checked out the magazine and the website, and he wrote, "Hi, I just want to send a quick message to say thank you for the fantastic interview you conducted with Stuart Fay. I'm a big fan of the Computer Chronicles. My site at stequantum.com covers aspect of the series and it was great to find out more about the series and Stuart's background I will continue to browse your website and YouTube channel all the best for the future and this was from Shiraz thank you Shiraz that was very nice of you and I hope you also enjoy the podcast the disc mag itself where the interviews are covered as a transcript, and also the other interviews we did. So thanks a lot. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. It's awesome. Mm. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I really think it's great because um, we put so much effort into making the magazine and um, and the podcast and the video and some video interviews will be with with some of us and me. So the next interviews, video interviews, are meant to be not only me and the guests, but more than one person from the staff. Yes. So, I mean, you should know we are 22 people, and I have to organize the gang and Mm -hmm. coordinate everything for the videos, podcast, and uh, coordinate guests. And the disc mag, so it really takes a lot of time, but it's a lot of fun, and the feedback um, keeps me motivated, and so does it um, the staff. Well, anyway, uh, so yeah, so we've we've babbled enough, and that was good. Ding, that, ding. Yeah, that was that's going to be on. <clears throat> we've babbled enough. Let's get right to the Charles Martinet interview. He's he's waiting there for us in the past. So. All right. So, hi, Charles. How was your trip to Denmark? Oh, it was great. Thank you very much. A lot of fun. Wonderful fans here in Denmark. Great. In fact, I would start by saying, Hello to all of my friends in Denmark. It's me, Mario. Woohoo! <laughs> Mamma mia. You guys, you number one. Woohoo! <laughs> great. 
it's such a pleasure to be here in Denmark. I, I actually, <clears throat> the first flight I ever took in my life, and the first time I was out of continental North America, was a flight from San Francisco to Copenhagen uh, when I was 12 years old. Uh, and we, uh, <laughs> we landed here. It was the first time in my life I had ever tasted uh, Gravlox and caviar and a sip of my dad's champagne. And uh, we were in first class, and it was back in the days when uh, airfare, air travel was just uh, the most luxurious, wonderful thing you could do. And we had uh, such a great time. We were moving, as it turns out, to Spain. We were supposed to move to Belgium. But my dad said, I want sunny Spain. So we moved to Barcelona, Spain. But I remember vividly arriving in this wonderful country back then when I was 12 years old. And we were so excited. We, got, we stayed at a hotel that was right uh, across from the, the Mermaid. And I remember, you know, you, we arrived and it's just this most incredible, beautiful place. I remember going to Tivoli Gardens. I remember we were so excited when we first got into our hotel suite, which the company had paid for, that my brother and I, seeing this beautiful Danish modern furniture, were so excited, we decided we should jump up and down on this gorgeous-looking settee, which we promptly broke two of the legs of. <laughs> So sorry about that, Denmark, but that was a, that wasn't the best start for us. But it's been a great relationship since then. <laughs> great, it's, it's been so much fun. I, I was here uh, last year visiting a friend of mine, Peter Larson, who's a just a terrific comedian and a great guy, and uh, 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 other friends to Jasper and Lars, and we just have the most wonderful Danish food, which I absolutely love. And uh, just a, a wonderful time. It's such a great city, Copenhagen. And I hope that I get to see more of Denmark uh, uh, in the spring. Wow, great. Excellent. What's, hap summer. what's happening in the spring? The weather warms up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the icy, cool uh, uh, ocean breeze becomes a, a, a warm and temperate, uh, nice little breeze. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I see that. That's, that makes sense, yeah. It's very cold out there. Yeah, well, it's actually not that bad. I mean, I, I'm just being a baby about it. It's, it's, I've had great days in Copenhagen. Just really, what a wonderful, beautiful city. Going to a, an art gallery, to a few restaurants that were just absolutely spectacular. You guys do things with herring that, I'll tell you, mamma mia, it's spectacular. <laughs> really, really, really. Every dining experience is, is an absolute treat for me. That's great. I like food. <laughs> <laughs> it's something Mario and I have, have in common. That's, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I, I, do you guys eat uh, uh, oysters and clams on the half shell here, the fruits de mer, like they do in France? Well, we're, not, we're not actually from, from Denmark. Jörg is, uh, is German, and I'm, I'm in New Jersey. I thought you guys were in Denmark. No, 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 no. We are both we are both from abroad. <laughs> You're kidding me. Yes. <laughs> well, in that case, let's talk about Schweinshocks and uh, uh, you know some nice uh, pasta. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you guys. I thought you were here, but one one of you said you couldn't quite make it uh, uh, to the, to this great uh, popcon that I'm doing. I'm having a great time. Uh, in Denmark, a great time. Tonight we uh, 
met a whole bunch of great fans. I love the cosplay. They have great competitions and all kinds of things like those little star throwing and armor making and right. they're they're great anime characters absolutely everywhere. And of course I met a wonderful share of Super Mario and Luigi too. <laughs> it was great. I even saw Pikachu. So it's been yeah. a great, great, great time. It really I think all of my work is so much fun. But you know, when I get to come to a con and meet fans from different parts of the world, everywhere in the world, it, the fans are the greatest. And the reception that I get is so absolutely kind and, and, and wonderful. It's, it's just, a, just a wonderful, wonderful evening tonight. And you, you are, are fantastic with the fans. I, I mean, you're, you're, you can tell when you're interacting with them that you really do love this. I do. I absolutely love people. I've always loved people. But when you see people in their natural habitat of joyful, playful, fun, excited, happy, you know, with friends and making new friends and playing dress up and cosplay and and playing their favorite games. And we were having these uh, uh, competitions in Mario Kart. We're having uh, 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 Smash Brothers competitions, which I, I won't participate in those because I'm so terrible at Smash Brothers. <laughs> you know, when the, when there are eight players playing, I, I sometimes, I can't even tell where I am. I'm just, not, I'm just, it's like, where am I? Where am I? And as soon as, as someone mentioned to me tonight, as soon as you don't know where you are, you, you've lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That happens for me often in the first 10 seconds. <laughs> How are you at, your, at a Mario Kart, though? Because You know, I'm, not, I'm pretty good at Mario Kart. I've, uh, I've, uh, I can pretty, I, I, I'm, I'm fair. Not, okay. not, not, oh, I'm okay. I'm, uh, yeah. Actually, I heard, actually, I heard that um, others told me when you play Mario Kart, you're actually making the noise yourself, right? I, I do I do I do tend to do that a little bit. Yes. I yeah. Whoa 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 Yeah 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 yeah. Oh, 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 oh. You know. <laughs> that it happens. That it, it does happen. It's just so much fun. You know, here's the greatest thing. I, mean, I have the most wonderful life. I do what I absolutely love to do, which is uh, doing voiceover work with people that are absolutely magnificent to work with, the people at Nintendo. And then I I get to work with the, the PR department as well as the creative teams that make the games. I get to go into the office and meet all the, the people who love playing games and who's, you know, just, just are passionate about it. Uh, I, I got to meet wonderful people in Japan, in Canada, in South America, Central America, Mexico, and Germany, and France, and all over the world, you know. Uh, people that work with Nintendo that love it, and then I I get the the greatest joy of all I think is meeting fans of Mario because the the enthusiasm and the joy and now of course the history that's there you know people uh, more and more and older and older people are telling me that they grew up hearing my voice and they grew up playing Mario games and it changed their lives and they loved it and they had such a great time and now they're playing it again and uh, you know and that you can never put Mario 64 away too long because you have to have it back out again and the same thing with Galaxy and then there are people that say I played it for so many hours it was the joy of my childhood and now it's the joy of my parenthood to be able to play with my children and I think mamma mia <laughs> 
but you know it's great and and meeting people all around the world that play mario games is just so fun and so delightful you know we as human beings need to remember the joy remember the fun remember the uh, the game, uh, you know, life is so short and changes are sometimes very tempestuous. But if you hold on to your sense of humor, your sense of joy, your sense of gratitude and your sense of love, you know, you will weather any storm. Mm-hmm. Great. And fun, sometimes you find out that the storm that you think is that this terrible tempest ends up uh, putting you down in, the, in on the tender ground of the, your future, which is a, a spectacular thing, you know. <laughs> so, so now, when does. when you play Mario Kart against the fans, um, are they allowed to play as Mario, or would would the universe implode if that were to happen? Oh no, they can play. I well, I like to play as Mario, but I I love to play as Yoshi too and Luigi. I I'm really bad playing uh, as Bowser, and, and I'm terrible playing as Wario because I just I can't control the I'm not very good to begin with between you and me don't tell anybody but when I can't control the cart I'm in real trouble (laughs) (laughs) and what could be more fun than being every once in a while you know oh yeah well how can a dinosaur drive a cart so well that's something I've just never understood but he's brilliant Well, you you know, I think it's totally awesome because I'm one of those actually people that you were mentioning that grew up with Mario, and now I'm actually talking to the voice actor that does Mario, Luigi, and all the other people in the games, and that's totally amazing. So I'm really happy that you took time and take time right now to talk to us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Absolutely my pleasure. As I say, I love every aspect of my, of what I do. It's not work if you love it, right? And, and just talking with you guys about it makes me happy, makes me want to pull out my 3DS and, and play. <laughs> <laughs> A little Mario Kart 7. <laughs> you know, it's all about fun. So, And, and it's, a, it's a real pleasure talking with you guys. And I hope... Um, I hope uh, you enjoy the interview. It's 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 a lot of fun. Of course, um, as you saw, as you saw, we we prepared ourselves pretty well. Also, with some questions apart from the Mario universe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, there's another universe. <laughs> <laughs> According or that to other something. galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Mario Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny how you keep coming back to that game. People brought a lot of Mario Galaxy uh, to, to autograph, and they do very often, because that's a game that really uh, it was huge for so many people. Like Mario 64, huge game, and uh, uh, Super Mario Bros. Wii, uh, you know, huge games in Super Mario Bros. 3, 3D World and 3D Land. You know, it's, uh, all these games that, that, you know, it's so fun for me to see those game covers and autograph them, because... You know, and, and then take a picture with the fans because, I mean, you know, you, you just you get to see how much they enjoyed the game, and you also get a sense for yourself. It's like, oh, I love this game. Mario Sunshine is a game that comes up a lot. People, you know, it was it, it didn't get ever the 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 huge notoriety of Mario sixty four and Galaxy and things, but I'll tell you, what a great game! That That's was a true. great one. That was I, I actually played that quite a bit. Yeah, well, so we're very 
Um, well, actually, you are doing this Mario right now for 25 years. But 24 years. I'm just starting oh. my 25th year. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was 19. Uh, well, it was actually. 1990 when I auditioned for the first E3, uh, not E3, but a CES, and that was, I guess, 25 years ago that I, I got the job, but the very first time we performed was uh, at Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, Nevada. And it, what an incredible show when I saw uh, tractor trailers full of gear and, and games, and, and, you know, that was the beginning of my entrance into this magical world of of Mario games that I had never played one before. I didn't know who Mario was when I crashed that audition 25 <laughs> years ago, and uh, you know, and, and everything was new, and 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 I saw these games, and they just gave me goosebumps and giggles, and I started playing, and and you know, I've been playing ever since. Not well, but I've been playing. <laughs> but you also did some other acting stuff. Well, you're a classically trained actor. You 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 studied in in London and and it's did. It's true. I studied at the Drama Studio of, of London. Uh, Sir John Gielgud was the patron. That was a a terrific uh, year in London. You know, uh, I, and I a lot of uh, young actors say, "I want to get into voiceover. How do you do it?" And it's interesting because for me, it all came to be for me being a, a voice actor but first I was classically trained because all acting is acting you know you you have to know your your character's through line his heart his intentions his drives his goals his weaknesses his strengths you know or her strengths or whatever you know and you you have to know the motivation and you have to 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 give reason and thought but and and emotion behind everything you know and sure, you know, it, 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 you the 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 genuineness. You know, people say real, but it's genuine. It's just that in the in the in a movie, you know, when you're sitting on a close up, you know, if you're you know you're looking for someone, all you have to do is think think. You know, where where's Diane? You know, but if you if you do it broad like you do in the opera, you know, where's Diane? You know, it's going to fall completely flat. You know, and if you do if you just think where's Diane you know in a video game it's it's you know not gonna go uh, very far but you know you you where's Diane you know you it's 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 bigger it's a, where's Diane you know it's it's got to have full of life but the acting is all the same it's just the size and scope of it that shifts and changes between the different media so I always tell people you know become an actor study acting because study acting, you study people, and studying people, you study yourself, and you're getting to know yourself. You start to know more about what what are my motivations, what is my love, what is my hate, what is my you know what are my positive sides and negative sides. What are the aspects of being that who I am? Because that also gives you a chance to make choices about who you are and decisions about where you want to be or go in life. And, you know, it's easy to to uh, fall into the default place of you know why well, I, I you know I. I'm supposed to go to college, get get a get a job, work seven days a week, and have two and a half children and one and a half Mercedes Benz in a in a four bedroom house, you know, and you and lose lose track of who you are and where you're going. But you know, your character can lose track of where he is and where he's going. But you know, the resolution of the play is that he finds himself, and it's the same thing. Hopefully, in life, for all of us, we all get a little lost, we all get a little found, and in the end, you you hope that you. Uh, that you bring it all together the way it's done so nicely in in uh, many plays and in video games and you know 
where they you the hero triumph. In fact, I, I, it's funny because I, I've been I've been thinking lately that life is really like a video game. You you, uh, you get to choose. Uh, the character you're going to be when you get up in the morning, you know, and you the choices that you make throughout the day with the the challenges and difficulties and the the long term things start to really create the character that you are that you end up to evolve into being, you know, and and so you get the the choice for your thoughts and actions and feelings where you're going to go with things. So I find that a a fascinating dynamic. But yes, classically trained. Sorry, I don't answer questions linearly. Do I? <laughs> that's that's uh, no problem. Okay. Yes, <laughs> classically trained, and I recommend that for everybody. Is is you know, take classes and learn how to be an actor if you want to be a voice actor or a film actor. Learn learn through through stage and television and and video and film, because all that learning it just is just good for you. So that when you turn the lights on to a character, he comes out full of the the character. You know. He, Full of joy, full of or whatever that character calls for, you know. Right. Ah. So let me ask you: When did it actually start, and you knew I'm going to be an actor? Well, that's a really great question. Um, Thank you. You know, I, I, my intention was to be a lawyer uh, and then a diplomat uh, and and work overseas in London or Paris doing diplomacy. You know, work in an embassy somewhere. I thought that that was always the. Moment. I lived in Spain and France and when I was growing up, and I always thought, oh my gosh, those embassy people. That just looks like a greatest life ever. So I thought I'd end up doing that. And then I couldn't get the classes that I wanted at UC Berkeley for my final, uh, uh, where I wanted to write a thesis and a paper on the nature of, of of man because I loved Hobbes and Locke and Rousseau and Voltaire and you know and uh, uh, all the Machiavelli, all the philosophers. Because I love humanity, I love studying, understanding what what we do, you know why why can some people be so evil well we all have it in us why do some people decide to why do some people decide not to why is mother teresa mother teresa you know because she could see the opposite in herself as she said and decided on living you know the 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 goodness you know uh, as she said and i th i find that so fascinating um direct me back to that question a little bit would you Well, um, yeah, we, we, I, even I take myself on a, on a journey. <laughs> ah, no problem. We, I was just asking, how did you actually decide finally to become an actor? Sorry, so you said you didn't, you didn't get the classes you wanted to attend you. to, and what yes, happened I after? I didn't get the classes that I wanted, so I, I, I stopped going to UC Berkeley. I said I'm going to take the semester off until I can get back into the, the having the professor that I want, because he was the first professor that ever said, you know, what do you think? You know, based on what you've learned, what do you think? And so I that just I just wanted to to take classes from him, and I couldn't get a single one. And the TAs who had graded my papers said, "I'm sorry, well, I want you in this class so much, I can't get you in this class." So I decided to take a, a semester off, a quarter off, uh, and start again. And um, a, a, a friend of mine said, come and take an acting class for me. And I said, Les, there's absolutely no way I could ever stand in front of people and, and talk. It's just impossible. I would I would probably die. And he said, no, no, come and take a class for me. I said, no, Les, I, you don't understand. I, I, I don't even talk when I'm in a group of three. And he said, no, come and take an acting class for me. You know, uh, we can have lunch at the cafeteria. You know, the students run this, this cooking program. So you're getting really top-class food, wonderful food before you go to class. And I went, food? 
<laughs> well, uh, food. Well, yeah, I could I could do that. So and somehow he roped me into going in, into this class. And I remember the first audition when I was I, that I did. I shook like a leaf. I thought I was going to die. First, I was hiding underneath the chair, before, you know, hoping that he'd forget that I was there. And Les said, Charles, you're up. And I got up and I, 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 I thought I was going to die. I thought I was shaking so much. My right leg was shaking, so I put my weight on it to stop it. Then my, then my left leg was shaking. I put my weight on it. Then I put my weight evenly when that started shaking. And then they, both legs were shaking. And I got to the end of the mo monologue and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm still alive. And people are still here. What are they doing here? And they said, wow, you're the only person that wasn't nervous. And so I went, what? Yeah. That sparked a little tiny spark in me, like, wow, this is curious enough to keep doing. So I, we did more monologues and more scenes. And then I went and auditioned for uh, 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 Midsummer Night's Dream, and I wanted to play Oberon because I love that character. You know, there lies Titania sometime of the night. And I just, it's such a great, rich character. And we all watched each other audition, and I then audition with mine and I knew that I was the best and I knew I would get cast and my teacher Les said don't depend on it you just never know and I said no but I know I was the best and I went to the casting the next day to look at the boards and I didn't not only did I not get Oberon I didn't get you know person who moves scenery uh, from you know left to right I got nothing and that failure the the the, the strength of that failure uh, is what made me into an actor because I then took every acting class I could take. I studied every monologue. I read all of Shakespeare. I read Stanislavski. I, I read books on mime. I, I started uh, uh, doing speech classes and we won the tournaments, the first in, this, in the state and then the first in the nationals. And then Berkeley Repertory Theater came out and auditioned for an apprenticeship. And I went in there against the same people who had played Oberon and all the leads. And I did Oberon's monologue and I got into Berkeley Rep, and that was the beginning of uh, a great uh, 10 years in the theater, and uh, uh, that's what made me decide to be an actor, failing. That's amazing. Failing to get what I wanted. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's so true because you, you just, you know, it's sometimes the greatest disappointments in life are the things that lead you to the best course for <laughs> your action. You just never know, you know. I certainly had no idea. I had no I, intention of being an actor, you know, and then my first play that I ever did was Arms and the Man uh, at Berkeley Rep. And, you know, pardon me, madam, but there is a Serb on your balcony, you know, and I'm, and I'm playing this Transylvanian, <laughs> Yugoslavian in Arms and the Man. And people applauded. And the, the, these two guys, the nicest guys in the world, the set designers and the costume designer were a couple. And they said to me, you know. I don't know what it is, but you've got it. When you walk on stage, there's something unique about you. And I thought, oh, come on, you guys. Come on. Really? And, you know, there was certainly something magical in me shaking like a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I kept working and I, I, I decided I wanted to be the best actor that I could be. And I dedicated my self to it you know it's it's not enough to do a play you have to do the best version that's ever been done or certainly the best you can do and so uh, that's what I tried to do in my career in theater and then I'm so lucky one day to the next the next uh, I, I stopped doing the theater failed completely at trying to do business and then somebody called me up a friend of mine someone I barely knew he said 
do you want to audition for a corporate video? And I said, sure, uh, what's a corporate video? He goes, uh, well, it's, it's a video uh, that's corporate. And you, you, I said, well, what I do? He goes, well, you, you just act. I said, I just act? He goes, yeah, and then they, they pay you, you know? And I said, well, I could, I could let, me, let me try that. And I, and I went in and I auditioned for uh, this video and I got the part and it paid more in a day than I got in a week in the theater. And it was totally fun. It was just such great fun to, you know, uh, oh, look, monolithic memories. I say, those characters are quite unusual, aren't they? You know, just, just doing these lines and memorizing them and doing these lines and scenes and makeup. and do, It was just like doing the theater, but it was really right now. And I thought, wow, this is fun. And I got the first, like, ten or, or more that I auditioned for. And, I, and I'm like, this is great fun. And then corporate videos, just as they were dying, I I, I was doing a a commercial for Orchard Supply Hardware where I was standing there with the pitchfork, you know, if you remember that American Gothic painting, the mm -hmm. pitchfork with the, 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 the husband and the wife, and, and the guy said to me, that, well, that was great, because in those days, lighting took about, you know, nine hours out of every nine hour and one, one, one minute day, you know, and then, okay, light it and shoot it, it was a 15 second spot, and he goes, that was great, hey, listen, do you do voiceover? And I said, yeah, uh, yeah, sure, uh, what's, what's a voiceover? And he said, well, it's, it's uh, you read this copy, and, I, and you have to read it in 15 seconds. And I, I look, or 10 seconds or whatever. I said, Orchard Supply Hardware, the right item at the right price, right now. He goes, great, here's more money. That's how I became a voiceover actor. <laughs> it's Sometimes life is very practical that way, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I started doing voiceover, and I did uh, hundreds of radio and television spots. And then one day, uh, somebody said, do you want to audition for a trade show? And I went, what's a trade show? Well, it's a, it's a show for the trade, you know? So, oh, you know, so I started doing computer trade shows, you know, yeah, inside the 4868 multiprocessing computer, there are 24 vectors of RAMs and the Amdahl, blah, 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 you know, and, and that, you know, and just like that. And then one day, uh, somebody called me up and said, hey, you should audition for this uh, video game character. Uh, it's for a trade show in Las Vegas. And I said, well, I couldn't possibly do that. I'm a professional actor. I can't just walk into an audition uninvited. How humiliating if they said no. Where should I go? And, I, and for some reason, I went, you know, and that's the magic of, of life sometimes, is the, that what you least expect suddenly becomes the most joyful, wondrous experience. And it's been 24 absolutely magnificent years of joy working with Nintendo and getting to play these characters that I love so much. But you also played other characters, like well, in the Elder Scrolls. Well, yeah, that's that's a that's a another thing with with the the voice acting is that you have you have such a a, a great range in them, you know, and and. Oh, thank you, thank. You. What brings you to the throat of the world? Yeah, the, the right. Parthenax. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And King of the Dead in Lord of the Rings. That that was a lot of fun. <laughs> you know. That's the great thing about being an actor, uh, you know, uh, or being a voiceover actor. Is that every single job you do is totally fun, you know. If, if if you give me a script, you know, buy Pewitt's water. It's the water with the most bubbles in it. You know, I'm going to have a great time saying that, even though I've never tasted the water. You know what I mean? <laughs> because it's exciting and fun to, to be in front of a microphone and to create life out of words, to pull words off of a, a piece of paper and have a real life behind it. Is That's just that's just 
playing in a sandbox for me. That's that's fun. So you actually make up in your mind when you talk. In my heart, you know, it's more of a heart thing. If I if I see a a, a a picture of somebody, you know, someone with big eyes might sound like this, you know, or, or someone with little beady eyes might sound more like this, you know, someone with a big jaw might sound more like this, or how about a big smile? You know, you see something in a in the drawing. And that's a wonderful gift for an actor because you go, oh, I like, you know, I love those big teeth, you know. And sometimes it's playing the opposite. Sometimes this giant, you know, uh, dinosaur, can you have a bigger voice like this? And, you know, and, and so you go, whoa, you know, that's what, you know, I mean, an Italian plumber from Brooklyn could be, hey, get out of my face. I'm working here, all right? Or, hey, hey, get out of here. I'm under your sink, all right? But, you know, for me, when he said Italian plumber from Brooklyn, I have this principle that, Comedy should always, you know, be gentle. And if I'm going to talk to children and people of all ages, I don't want to be sitting there going, "Hey, get out of my face!" all day long. You know, it was a, it was an all day long job, and so I thought, well, I'll, I'll have fun with it, you know. And I had played Gremio and Taming of the Shrew in the theater and a 1947 version in Italy. And ah, nice Italian guy, talk like a these. And I thought, well, I could make him young and make him fun. And all of a sudden, when I heard action, it was like, okie dokie, hello there, it's me, Mario. Let's make a pizza pie together. And just started making things up, you know. And, and I had so much fun, I, 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 I didn't stop. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, did you as actually... you can tell, it's hard to get me to stop. Ah, no problem. No problem. That is why I actually wanted like um, a moment to talk to where we don't have a time limit, you know, because I was asked by the Danish organizers there by pair, like, how minutes do you want? And I said, like, well, at least an hour or something would be fine because I don't like to stop people and we would like to cover everything of that person. So Sure, and, and we are when, totally when happy. you edit into a 30-second uh, interview, that'll be great. <laughs> well, it will be longer than that. Yeah, no. I yeah. pulled your leg. <laughs> Did you feel um, it? I pulled it. Yeah. yeah. So um, now, now I forgot what I wanted. Well, no, we, we were we were talking about the yeah. the range and um, you know all the, the 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 different characters that you can do. That again, you know, uh, the the dragon from the Elder Scrolls is so so different from from Mario and. For a lot of people, like I wouldn't even have known that you had done that voice had I not researched some stuff because it's so different. And a lot of people will pull up like you know, like Mel Blanc is one of the greatest voice actors. But it's like I see there's there's almost like a similar thing where you can do such a huge you know variation of different characters and voices, and and it's 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 just kind of amazing, really. Well, you're you're very kind. I would never put myself on the same classification as Mel Blanc. You know, he's he, he's like the uh, the Rolls Royce of. He's the guy that invented them all. He's the guy that created them all. Uh, I don't deserve to be on the same bus as him. You know, he's he is. You know, when you hear voices uh, in today's world, it's because all of us of my age, at least, uh, you know. Uh, Uh, in their 20s uh, or later, uh, you know, w we grew up hearing his voice. You know, you, you heard Pepe Le Pew and Bugs Bunny and, and, and the, literally the hundreds of characters that he did. And he invented them from scratch because nobody had been doing voiceovers before. So they all came right out of his imagination, right out of his heart. Uh, what an absolutely stunning person. But I'll tell you, it is one of the most profoundly wonderful things anybody's ever said to me was, you know, 
Mel Blanc was the voice of my father's childhood, and you're the voice of mine. And that, what could be more of an honor than that, to, to know that you make somebody smile and have fun? But yeah, definitely Mel Blanc was, was uh, uh, he was in the category. He was the only one in, in that category as the, the true great creator of animation voices. Mm. You know, without which not. Nobody, you know, we'd all love to, to follow suit you know, and be that good. But, you know, he was, and he was certainly the inspiration to do that. But he created such variety and such wonderful, joyful characters. It's just, just fantastic. You know, uh, they were so lucky to have him. We're all so lucky to have him. And, you know, it's like piece of destiny, isn't it? If he had decided to be a truck driver, we may never have heard of him, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, William Shakespeare, if he decided, eh, writing, there's not enough profit in that. I, I think I'll go into grain trade. You know, we'd have never read these beautiful plays. It's just amazing how life just somehow uh, just works that way. When you when you do do something that you love, yeah. it really does uh, give you more to do that you love. <laughs> well, it's we like didn't. Being grateful, you know, the more you're grateful, the more things you have to be grateful about. The more fun, the more joy, the more happiness, the more love. It's all. It all just is is energy that just uh, seems to, to generate itself. That's true. We didn't think that if we would do a podcast someday that we would talk to the voice of Mario. So it's the same thing. You just start something, but you never know what you are ending up with in the end. You're so kind. Yeah, thank you. That's very kind. Yeah, it's, it's a great life, you know. And it's so short, and it happens so quickly, you know. <laughs> you have to have as much fun and joy and and be as as good a person as you can be because it all happens so fast that's true um by the way i actually heard that you also do voice acting in other languages like in japanese or something oh no i i i can you know i can say konnichiwa mario desu you know uh, and things like that you know ah bonjour c'est moi mario woohoo in french and uh, hola soy yo mario woohoo el luigi también ho ho you know that that sort of uh, uh things but uh, i i do speak spanish french and some italian i can think in the language but i i have often been accused of of speaking a language that's somewhere in between spain and 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 italy somewhere in the mediterranean so you actually you are actually multilingual. Yes, yes. I tried to learn German too, but every time I would go to Germany, people would always I would ask them a question in German, and they would answer me in English because everyone's so so polite. <laughs> 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 oh, please let me help you with this. You know. Ah, <laughs> uh, no problem. So. By by all the things that you did, is there actually something that you would like to do that you didn't do yet? You know, I'm pretty happy. I don't I don't audition for a lot of things anymore. I'm happy and content to do. I I, I really love doing Mario games, voicing the games, doing the PR and advertising for it, and and going out and doing fan shows. Fan shows are just so great there's so much fun the atmosphere is joyful and playful and mirthful and fun you know and and meeting people you know it's not many people 
that you get to say, hey, I really appreciate what you do. You know, you hear that. You know, if you're, you've got a job driving a garbage truck, you know, you don't get to say that. So I make it a point to say to the garbage man, I really appreciate you doing this, you know, <laughs> because, but I get that. I get, I get told that people appreciate what I do. And what a gift, what a joy that is. So I, can, I just love conventions. I love fan shows. I love seeing people being happy doing what they're loving doing. And that's uh, one thing I just try to encourage and encourage and encourage for everybody in every walk of life, you know, because if you do want to be a garbage truck driver, you should be a garbage truck driver and you should be the happiest one in the whole wide world, you know, and don't let anybody tell you that you can't. <laughs> I mean, it's okay to back up, you know, to do a backup, get a college degree as a backup. But, you know, if your dream is to, to drive that truck, then, you know, Get that eighteen wheeler or whatever it is. You do it, you know. Keep that. Keep your own dreams alive, and 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 do what you love, and follow your heart, and follow your passions, because you are creating, you know, everything. Yeah. And so create it fun. Yeah, it's kind of funny because I, when I was a kid, I actually wanted to be a that that was my my dream job as a child to be a garbage truck guy because it seemed like so much fun to ride on the back of the truck, you know. Right. <laughs> well, nowadays you have gotten <laughs> well you see and nowadays, that's why it's, yeah. it's good to be staying present with yourself because if you wouldn't want that job now that you can allow, allow your dreams to grow and expand and change even exactly, <laughs> well, exactly. nowadays we have garbage uh, garbage truck simulator on yeah. the PC. You know, where I've lived for so many years they still have guys that grab those metal cans and walk down the steps put your garbage into that big bin and then walk back up the steps. It's, it, it's like, wait a minute. I said, can I, can I try to lift that thing? I couldn't even lift it up. But then the idea of putting it on your shoulder and walking down steps, filling it full of people's concrete and whatever else they put in their garbage, and then walking back up the steps 300 times a day so that you can go home and take a bath and get up in the morning and do it again at 3 o'clock in the morning. I mean, that's, that's hard work. Yeah, yeah, that that that's part true. of it, I, I I wasn't too thrilled with, but yeah, that's even harder than voiceover. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Where they say, "Come on in and play," and you go, "Woohoo!" Okie dokie. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, <laughs> it's even um, harder than that. You know, what and actually... it is amazing because you know the, the 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 folks that I that I work with, they work so hard, and so much goes into creating a video game. It's remarkable. You know, it's years of of the creative teams thinking and conceiving ideas and then inventions and villains and good guys and helpers and twists and turns in every plot and new ways and new adventures. You get to explore inside of their creative minds and it's magnificent. You know, and I come in, a voiceover talent comes in there and spends four hours uh, or eight hours or 16 hours and and uh, it's it's a piece of the game that you recognize. And I think it's just been... You know, it's just been in the last few years that people are recognizing voiceover actors so wonderfully for the work, and it's 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 much appreciated because uh, it's it's other people that do most of the work, ninety nine point nine percent. But we get to come in, and you know, when you decorate the cake, people go, "Oh my goodness, look at that! Happy anniversary!" It's like, wait a minute, somebody baked that cake, somebody grew that flower, you know, somebody all this other work that went into it. But you know, it's 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 really an an honor to be recognized for for doing something that I love to do so much. Uh, actually, I, I would think it would be along the same lines as, as as like a movie, where there's so much, so many people go into making a movie, and it's you know 
the actors are, are what you recognize from the movie, but it's such a huge, you know, a huge production behind it. That is absolutely true. It's it's amazing. And, you know, if you're on a movie set, too, it's like there are rings uh, of where the concentration, you know, gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And everything is moving towards that center of the storm, which is when the lights and the camera and the action happens into that one distilled moment. Everybody's concentrated uh, work for years gets into that one, just those tiny seconds where you know you get the opportunity to get it right you know and that's a that is really an exciting thing to do hmm. i wanted to ask since you are doing this for so long how you think it changed over the the past well 20 years 25 years because i know when i was a kid video gaming was um was a side kick thing it would be like geeky and you would yeah. be like an outsider and nowadays um, especially Nintendo created something like casual gamer and gaming is getting more popular well it's, it's like now uh, yeah it's now outselling uh, uh, music and, and movies and, and television and everything else as, as the biggest form of entertainment now It, it is, that's, I, that's spectacular, isn't it? I mean, when I auditioned for Mario, I had played Pong, you know, and, and, uh, waka, 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 and, you know, and, and, tuck, 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 asteroids and, and space invaders. And then I, I thought that video games disappeared. And, and, and suddenly, Mr. Miyamoto and the creative teams at, at Nintendo come up with this Italian plumber from Brooklyn, you know, and the next thing you know, That it's side scrolling. It's not just on one screen, but it's side scrolls. And then, and then, and then, all of a sudden, you know, you you you've got this this handheld. And then, you know, and then it keeps involving. And now you've got this 3ds and the 3ds XL and this these magnificent things that you can carry with you and live and play the games. And you know, and then the Wii, so that people will get off the, the couch and start playing the games there. It, 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 you know, and, and it's, it's remarkable, the evolution. And always, though, the thing that's amazing to me is the integrity of the characters. Because even though that you had 8-bit technology and you have Mario running along, you know, inside a single screen, you, you suddenly have it, you know, that character today, 30 years later is just the same guy. It's just we have more dimensions and more fulfilling views of him and more adventures and more fun, diving deeper into the creative geniuses that, that create so much fun, you know? I, I just find that absolutely amazing, the evolution of gaming. And I, I think it's great. People love to play. And, and what a great thing to do. It's great fun. It's certainly... Uh, inspiring uh, to play a game, you know, for me to play a Mario game, I, I, I'll never make it through one, but it's inspiring to see that creativity. It's joyful. It, it, it brings fun, you know, and you can concentrate for hours uh, and you go, wow, that was just great. And then you go back and play it again tomorrow because it's, a, it's about the gift of fun. That's what gaming is, the gift of fun. <laughs> so it's great that, I mean, I, I'm not a business person. I don't know anything about, you know, uh, finances or technology or anything. But it's great if it, if it supersedes the, the revenues of, of films or, or uh, you know, bowling. It, 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 it's, it's, it's because, or, or CDs, it's 
it's because it's so great. What I would like to know is, I think I think you probably followed the media in the past years that there were two statements made. One was that video games make make people feeling lonely because they are getting so much into games that they don't go to work anymore. They lose their lows, uh, their um, social life just to play. <laughs> Isn't that too extreme in a way? So it can well, be okay. like, a, you know. I mean, that's, I, I, I hadn't actually heard that, but I, 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 you could say, well, okay, let's fill in a blank there. Texting, internet, <laughs> sports. You, you can fill in the, the, the blank, fill in that blank and call it video game to make a headline, but video games are great. It's like, wow, having fun sure is a terrible thing. It makes you lonely. It makes you know how about it's wonderful because you're having fun, you know, <laughs> and it's, you're not doing it alone. You know, I don't play games in a vacuum. I love to play with other people. And, you know, you look at this, this convention, you don't see people that are isolated and alone. People go to fan cons because they have something in common. They have shared interests, shared passion, shared joy, and they meet people at these cons and they become friends for life. People have this dedication. They'll, they'll spend a year making a, a, a Princess Peach costume and they walk in the door or a Princess Daisy or, or a Mario or, or a, you know, a Toad and they walk in the door and you go, oh my goodness, that is spectacular. I see whole groups of friends at some of these cons that just, you know, they are the whole characters of the, of the Mario series and it's just magnificent and, and some anime series and, and you just... I I had I say I stopped and I said can I take a picture? You guys are so cool. Where did you meet? Oh well, we met at this con over there, you know, about nine years ago, and we've been friends ever since. And she likes to make this costume, and I like to make this costume, and he likes to do this, and I, you know, I mean, they do these batches of of lifelong friends exploring their joy and fun and passion together. That doesn't sound isolated and alone to me. <laughs> so you think it's a matter of self control and how you make your life. Well, isn't that everything? I say to everybody alive, you know, particularly people that would write something like, you know, well, video games make people isolated and alone. Ho, ho, ho. I would love for them to go to a con. <laughs> I wish they were here right now at PopCon uh, or, or at any of the shows that I do. And I hope I do tons of them this year and every year because it's like I want them just to walk in the door and see. Uh, what this isolated alone is when you have 1,500 people crammed into an auditorium to watch other people sing karaoke or to do uh, uh, kimono contests. And, you know, it's it's magnificent. And people recognize, you know, that uh, that it's beyond fun. It's uh, an amazing sense of, of passion and joy. People are learning Japanese because they want to understand anime. And we have people here that are all dressed in the, in the tea house. Somebody created Japanese-designed uh, uh, walkways and entranceways just out of pure joy and passion. And they're doing Japanese tea, and, and they're dressed in kimonos, and they're, you know, they're having a kimono contest. I mean, the passion that video games and anime can... Uh, inspire is magnificent.
you know, so forget the bah humbug, <laughs> isolated and alone. Come to one of these shows, and and you know, I I but I warn you, if you if you're if you think that it makes you isolated and alone, you might find yourself, you know, completely so thrilled with it that you won't be able to to stay away from cons because when you see people having so much fun, you either have to get into it or or run away. <laughs> I think there's also I mean, a certain uh, social aspect in games that we we. We've covered a couple of times that, you know, playing with somebody, you know, even just having somebody watch you play a game to mock you when you fail or whatever is is kind of some of the, the most fun of it. Yeah, I see older brothers playing with younger brothers and younger sisters, and the younger brother and sister are, you know, putting those little platforms in front of Mario for the, you know, and that gets them joyful and passionate, and good job, bro, you know. I see it bringing families together. I, I meet people all over the world who say, you know, I, I it was the joy of my childhood, and now the joy of my being a parent is to is to be playing with my children, and, you know, it brings us together, and the kid says, yeah, it's my time with my dad, you know. So, I mean, it's fantastic. I, I meet soldiers, uh, American soldiers in, in, in Europe, and, you know, they come with these beautiful, sweet, wonderful families to, to meet and talk about games and get an autograph and a photograph together. And it's, it's a family environment. It's a family uh, joy of being together. And you see the, the same light in the children's eyes as in, as in the parents'. And it's beautiful, that smile, that joy, that, that sense of togetherness and fun. It's, it's, it's very tender. It's very tender to me. But by all that business that you have, do you sometimes take a break? I mean, if you say you run around and you do this and attend there, and I guess at some point you need a break sometimes, I guess. You know, I, I love travel. And when I'm not traveling doing business, I'm, I travel uh, for pleasure. You know, uh, when this convention is, is, is done, I'll be sad, but I'll get on a plane a few days later and go somewhere, uh, and then a few days after that, I'll go somewhere else, and, and uh, the world is such a beautiful, amazing place. I, I love uh, being in Europe is a very special joy for me. Being in Asia, very special joy. You know, different food, different art, different culture, different language, different light. You know, the the different artwork, but it's different light. When you watch a sunset in, you know, in, in Australia, it's a different sunset from Hawaii or Italy or Spain. And, and, and it's a different daylight and different everything. And people are, are slightly different. And I, I just, I love people. I love seeing people. And, and it's just, it's just great. I, I love it. So I never get tired of travel. I never get tired of working, you know, and people say to me, gosh, you've been doing it for, you know, 24 years. Do you ever get tired of doing Mario? I'm like, woohoo, absolutely not. I love it. It makes me happy. I, when I'm in the morning, if I, if I hear that voice in my head or I hear that music, you know, dun, 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 <laughs> I know I'm in this optimistic spirit and it's going to be a good day, you know. <laughs> so what are the other hobbies you have except food and traveling? Food, traveling, I like hiking, I love cycling. I did a, a whole bunch of AIDS rides. Uh, unfortunately, it's been like many years ago. That's when I met life going so fast. That was great, great companionship, meeting lots of wonderful people, you know, uh, riding our bikes from San Francisco to Los Angeles and up in Canada and, you know, many times just doing these uh, amazingly wonderful rides and, and uh, hiking, exploring. I love cooking. Uh, I love, you know, I, I, um, 
I, I love recording. I just in, enjoy things. I, I like uh, I like writing, but I'm so terribly inconsistent, you know. But uh, I do enjoy writing as well. I remember I love writing my uh, things that 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 give me memories for life, you know. Great. Yeah, it's great. And people, people are such a passion to me. I love it. I love walking in cities. I love walking in the country, exploring, you know, really fun. So, so when you, when you received our email inviting you to the podcast, you actually were looking very much forward to interacting with us because we are fans. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought, oh, this will be fun. The hard part is just finding an hour that you can just do it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was pretty I actually tricky, left but the show. I left the show at 9.30. I ran to the restaurant, uh, and they closed at 10. And I said, what have you got that I can take with me? And they said, we don't have anything to go. So I said, well, uh, what can I get really fast? And, and he said, well, we have a buffet. So I ran over to the buffet, oh. and I, I boofed. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for the trouble that we no, made it's great. you. No, it's great. It's like, but it's like finding time. It's like that's the most precious commodity of all, you know. Yes, I noticed that it was not easy. I was just a bit worried because of the late hour, but you you didn't seem to mind. No, it's great. You know, I I um, uh, I just arrived uh, arrived a couple of days ago, so my sleep cycle is not quite there yet. So it's it all it all works out fine. That <laughs> was actually a chase that in the, in the beginning. Yeah, I said we it's like talking. it's still two p.m. for him. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I, you know, sometimes I can get right into the schedule the next day. I can get up and work all day the next day. Sometimes it takes a few days, you know. It's really hard flying from San Francisco to Asia. Not, not there. That's so easy. It's ridiculous. Anytime you fly west, it's so easy, you know. But the key to, to um, integrating into the time going east is to sleep as much as possible. And boy, is that hard to do in some of those seats. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, um, are you actually planning to go to the Gamescom in Cologne in August? Well, I, if invited, I will absolutely be there. I'm hoping to be at Gamescom. That would be so. That's one of my most favorite things ever to do, you know, uh, The, the people at Nintendo Deutschland and Nintendo Europe are so super nice and it's just I feel like family and so I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping for Gamescom I'm hoping also to do Festa Game uh, in Chile uh, I have lots of wonderful events throughout the year that you know going to a Supercon in uh, Florida and some Comic Cons in in Montreal and uh Uh, show in Corpus Christi, Texas, and Dallas, and I, I, it's very exciting. Because the other aspect is, you know, I love, I love traveling the world, but I also love traveling in America. We have such amazing, different little aspects of our culture that are so fascinating. The the food in Atlanta versus the food in Dallas versus the food in in Santa Fe. It's so it's so interesting, you know. You think you know, well, what's American food? It's it's a burger. No, it's not. It's so it's interesting. And yeah. the architecture and the light and the the people's sort of feelings about life are so different, you know. Mm. Well, actually, I was asking because we from the Seamward magazine and podcast. We actually are officially invited by the Gamescom organizers, 
and I will be there definitely. I already booked my place where to sleep and so on. So maybe we could meet up and meet up in person. That would be well, that awesome. Would be, I would absolutely love that. That would be absolutely fantastic. So you have to pretend like you didn't do this interview. <laughs> 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 okay, well, that's, that's the deal. So when we come to Gamescom, we will try to meet you. I will oh, let that would you know. be so great. And what a great convention that is. Oh, my goodness. That's uh, just a spectacular one. Totally awesome. Oh, uh, totally and, awesome. And Cologne, what a city. What a gorgeous city. I mean, it's worth going to that just to see the city. But the convention is so full of life and joy and characters and more and more you know, uh, cosplay. I, cosplay is becoming this huge cultural phenomenon, you know. You, you, you can't ignore it anymore. People, you know, here I am in Park, and I see, uh, you know, uh, uh, people running down the street, you know, in little wolf costumes and, you know, <laughs> as, as characters from video games and characters from anime. And, and it's like people are looking at them and smiling and saying, hello, Mr. Wolf. It's just, it's just so sweet. Which actually makes makes me wonder: Did you ever dress as Mario, as you already have the voice? You know, I never have. I, you know, I never, I never have. Why I not? have a hat. Why well, not? That's close enough. And sometimes I wear the hat. Okay. Well, because you know, I, 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 uh, I, I do voiceover as a profession, and and okay. that's what I do is the voice. And and there are a lot of people that do the cosplay a lot better than I could ever do it. And I love to, to, to see them. I love to take pictures with them. People come dressed in the most amazing, you know, uh, Mario and Luigi outfits. And, you know, sometimes, I'll never forget a couple of times, one time in Mexico in particular, uh, the whole family came out, you know, because the, the, everyone in the family uh, plays the, the, the Mario Kart game. And, and they had just had a baby. And the mother had made a toad hat for the baby wow. and little toad socks for the baby <laughs> it was the cutest thing i've ever seen in my life it was so adorable you know it's such a great family fun thing you know <laughs> great great yeah yeah actually i i heard in one interview you would love to do the voice of zelda but uh, from the zelda game link yeah, but you know, I trust I trust Mr. Miyamoto. You know, he said thank you very much, but the character is just exactly what we want right now. And you know, you you really have to 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 trust uh, the the creative teams uh, that have the passion and joy of making those games because they're right. It wouldn't it wouldn't add to have Link have a voice uh, necessarily, it, but the, what they created is just right it's just what they want if mario were you know you know hey how you doing you know welcome to the kingdom i just want to talk to you a little bit you'd be going you know he's like wait a minute okay. i want to play i want to play the game you know and some games it's great you know skyrim i think it's terrific the, the 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 creating of the whole world and the words that you know and the whole language of dragon speak you know that's fascinating that somebody goes to that depth you know I think it's just really terrific, uh, but that's not for every game. That's and true. I think if you look at 30 years of, of Mario games, uh, it's it's such a beautiful legacy, and, and it's because of the integrity 
uh, and the values of the, the creative teams to keep that character really grounded and rooted and consistent. And I think that, you know, that keeping that integrity and keeping that consistency is, is, is serves the Zelda uh, games and the and the Mario games much more than you know. Well, we've got memory. Let's add more voice. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So, are you actually planning to do this for the next twenty five years? Because oh, many yes, people we we interviewed, they do their stuff. They did with even ninety or ninety one. Oh yeah, sure. The great thing about being a voiceover actor is you you hydrate, 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 and you can keep your voice. You know, you keep your voice. For the guy that did Tony Tiger was something like 88, and he was still doing, you know, they're great, you know, and he, wow, that's so fantastic. I would, I hope I do it for the next 30 years. Gosh, by then I'll be 50. Oh, wait, wait, my math is, is, is about as good as my video game skills. <laughs> um, but, but you stopped acting, I read on Wikipedia. Well, I don't think there's that much of a difference between acting and voice acting. It's, you know, Yeah, you're right. It's the same thing. It's it's where you put your focus. You know, I, I didn't uh, move to L.A. to make it as a star, and I, I don't do a lot of uh, auditions right now because I'm I'm having so much fun doing Mario. I, I, I can't, I don't have enough time to do an audition for a film or a television, even one or two days, uh, and be able to commit to it because, you know, you audition, then you call back, then you do the job. Well, that's three different dates, and I'm I'm not in at home consistently enough to be able to follow through with that. Somebody offered me, uh, like, uh, several weeks, and I, I couldn't do it because it was like they would just conflict, you know, and the, the theater is impossible. Uh, I, I do, my rule is do what you love to do. And and my what I love to do is is Mario and the conventions and the PR and the advertising, and you know and talking to fans like us. Talking to fans, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the greatest. You know why why change that? And also the other thing is too. You know I will still do. You know somebody offers me a video game outside of Mario games. I I'll still do you know a game like Skyrim or something like that. But yeah, there are lots of uh, young people that are just starting out that you know they. They need to, to cut their teeth, and, and I think at a certain point, it's great to keep doing what I do, and I love what I do, and I don't need to do a whole bunch of different things. I'm, I'm happy. And you don't consider to retire? No. Oh, heavens no. No. You know, somebody asked me that the other day, and I thought, I don't even know what retire means, you know? <laughs> Why? What, I don't, I'm going to stop doing what I love so I can go do what I love. <laughs> you know, I don't, wait, wait, hang on, wait, wait, hey, what, you know, <laughs> to me, it's like, I, I love doing just exactly what I'm doing, uh, you know, and I, I want to complete uh, that, I want to keep doing that, as long as it's fun. I wonder, since you are so involved in the, the video game business, did you um, actually get yourself a bit of background about the history of video games? I mean, like, who invented video games and so on? Do you know, I did read, I, I did read uh, uh, large amounts of Game Over, that, a great book on, on that, and, and I, I read, but I, you know, I don't remember names of who did what, but I also saw a documentary on it, uh, on, on uh, American uh, public, uh, public Service Television, which was uh, just great. So fascinating, yeah, because it was invented by, <laughs> you know, what we considered back in the day geeks, you know. But, yeah. I mean, but 
you know, to me, it's like, boy, you got to respect that. You know, these people had a sense of fun and creativity. We had one guy in my high school that had a pocket protector, you know, and that, 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 uh, that haircut and the, you know, and I, it was like, it was always interesting to me because he was so different, but so full of passion and so full of into what he was doing. And I, I'm sure, you know, his name was probably Bill Gates for what I know, you know, that, that following your passion, doing what you love to do, it, it, it definitely brings you joy. Well, I'm just asking because, you know, many people are like, okay, I'm doing this voice actors uh, stuff and then it's okay, I'm doing the next thing. But what, what I experience from the conversation right now, you really have some background no knowledge about the game that you do voiceover for or, um, you know, about the technique even. Even just even though you said you are not a technician, you, 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 said, um, you said a lot about first it was a still picture, then there was scrolling and so on. You, cause you, so you got really some background about yeah, the stuff you're involved Yeah, it's fascinating to me. Evolution is fascinating to me. Evolution of, of humankind, of, of video games, film. That, that, that's so interesting, you know. So you are that's, trying to keep up. It's just fascinating to me because that, that college course that I took on, on the nature of man, three courses, uh, it just it, it inspired me to, to, to learn more about people for my whole life. I discovered my real passion right there. And acting is, is a big part of that passion, you know? The, the character of Mario is, is real. The, the person who uh, faces challenges with optimism and joy, and an everyday human being who is in love with a princess and, and rescues her, that's very real, you know? The, the brother who is the second born, who's more timid, and, but still courageous and still does it anyway. You know, that, that's more like me and like my brother and me, you know, and, and, and the, the person who's that, that part of you that's full of self-pity and, you know, eh, everybody cheat by me, eh. you know, the, the Waluigi is, is very real. And, and Wario's anger, have a rotten day. It's very real. So acting to me is a great, great fun way to, to uh, look deeper into us because you are learning somebody's motivations and things. You know, Mario can't be real for you if it's not real for me. That's I think sense. I think that's my job as an actor is to to just make it real, and that you don't do you know you 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 study learn study learn study learn study learn study learn to to become an actor and observe observe observe. But when you go in for an audition, and when you do a voiceover job, I always say this: you're like a dog chasing a stick on the beach. They're not trying to let me see if I do it this way. If my master will like me more, you know, or maybe if I throw it one more time, if I do it. If I go get that ball like this or that stick like this, he goes because he just loves to chase the stick. And that, that's what I do. And I, I love I love to chase that stick and I love to create that character. That's that's what it's all about is 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 that very joy. And that's what I wish for everybody. Whatever it is that you you do is follow your heart. Uh, the first time that was said to me, I was 28 years old, and I had absolutely no idea what what that meant. And and I, I have an idea what it means now, but I don't know what it means now. Uh, you know, follow your heart, pursue your passions, develop your your personality. Who are you? You know, what do you care about? You know, I profoundly care about people. I profoundly care about human rights. I profoundly care about people all. Uh, having the right uh, that is equal and 
the right of joy and life and pursuing happiness and liberty. I absolutely believe in those principles. And I think it's a, a moment to moment life choice that we all get to make. And that's, that is our right. That's fantastic. That's true. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, not everybody has the possibility, you know, that's exactly, which is why we have society and why we have civilization is to help people to get there, you know? Wow. So you really, you really think a lot about society too. So yes. um, where do you think we are heading in the next 20 years? What's your perspective about the future? <laughs> exactly to say it, but I, I just believe optimistically in the future of mankind. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're here evolving and growing. Great, great. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, so where can people... So otherwise, what are we doing here, you know? Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> so uh, where can people go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the future and what we can look forward to? Now, there you've hit an area where I completely fail. Nowhere that I know of. <laughs> I guess just keep Google searching me and, and uh, you know, find out what conventions I'm going to do and what cons I'm going to go to. And uh, if I'm not going to a con that you want to go to, tell them to, to bring me along because I have a great time. You know, I have just such a, a wonderful time doing them and just so great to, to meet Mario fans and Luigi fans and Waluigi fans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somebody tonight said that Waluigi was his favorite. So I... I, I I, I drew a mustache on my own picture, and then <laughs> I put eyeglasses on and said, "Hello, uh, Mister Eyeball Guy." Wah, 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 wah. I I even didn't know that there was actually a character named Waluigi until I did the research for the interview for you. Really? Oh, it's so great! It's such a great character. I only knew about Wario, you know, yeah. because I played Wario Land on the Game Boy when I was a child twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love the Wario, the, the 3DS uh, games of, of Wario, the DS games of Wario are really, really fun. And the mini games and things like that. He, he's, he's a fun character. <laughs> Have a rotten day. <laughs> <You know? laughs> What's not to love about that? <laughs> Great, <Yeah. yeah. laughs> Well, so this was all from my side. I don't know, H.J., do you I have th anything left to I ask? Think, I think we're good. I think we've, we've gotten all sorts of great stuff. And this has been one of the my favorites to to do so far. So, oh, I, thank you. Well, it's great talking with both you guys. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Okay. Thank and you. have a good night. Okay. And let me just say one more thing. Mm -hmm. You number one. <laughs> 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 Thanks. That's Thanks. very kind. Thank you very much for playing my games. <laughs> <laughs> great. Thanks, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank Take you. Care. Have a wonderful night. You too. Yeah. You too. That was Charles Martinet. And you heard the man. Keep Googling and looking out for him because he does a ton of cons and travels all over the place. He does have a website. It's www.charlesmartinet.com. But if you really want the lowdown, check him out on Facebook at facebook.com slash charles.martinet.fan.page. And we'll post links in the podcast description so you get to all these places easily. Charles is also on Twitter. His Twitter handle is at charlesmartinet. And you can find him on Instagram and Vine. And he, he's actually got some really fantastic videos on, on Instagram. Uh, his Instagram is Charles Martinet. It's a me. That's Charles Martinet, I T S A M E. 
As for us, you can find podcasts, video interviews, and we occasionally do this disc mag thing too sometimes over at sceneworld.org. You can also feed your podcatcher or, or find us on iTunes or something, which you've probably already done since you're listening to me. Uh, my website is justwestofhell.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Arthur J. Heller over there. Oh, and remember to go to extra-life.org and find my fundraising page, and I'll post a link in the podcast description along with everything else we're talking about. But you should find my fundraising page and contribute because it's really to a good cause. And hopefully by the time that you hear this, I will have goaded York into also having a fundraising page that you can find as well. And you can give, you can donate to his page if you'd rather do that. York uh, has a website too, though. It's uh, nafcom.eu, and he's on Twitter as well as at nafcom. This has been the Scene World Podcast with AJ and York. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we will see you next time.